What is up, everybody? Welcome to Fresh Take. As you can see, um, it's probably going to be a short review this morning. Um, going to have to fly solo today. So, She-Hulk, episode eight, entitled Rip It and Rip It. Um, this is the episode pretty much I know I've been waiting for, and that's the Daredevil episode. So, we get Charlie Cox reprising his role as Matt Murdock from the Netflix stuff. And the way they introduce him, it, it doesn't feel forced. It actually makes sense. In a way, and it ties into the overall plot of the episode. Um, Got to give it to uh, Charlie Cox. He pretty much owns it, and he kills it in this episode from the Matt Murdock stuff and the Daredevil stuff. I've never been a fan of the red and yellow Daredevil costume. I don't know why they decided to go with that one, but they, they did. I mean, personally, my favorite one is the Black Ninja outfit, personally, but... The red and gold, I just wouldn't have did that for this one. Um, I know one thing that would probably make people a little upset, and I don't know why it would make them upset, but I have a feeling that there's going to be a certain contingency of the fan base is probably going to be a little bit upset that he's cracking jokes. I will have to say this. Go back and watch like Daredevil Season 1. He was cracking jokes in there, too. It just wasn't, you know, they, there were jokes because him and uh, – Foggy was always having that back and forth banter. So there were jokes in there. And this isn't the Frank Miller Daredevil. This is more like, um, I think it's the Mark Wade run of how they're doing stuff. Like this is how that character interacts. He's like a cocky, he's so, somewhat cocky in that during that run. And much more, he's not as serious and brooding as he was in the Frank Miller stuff. So I think that may or may not turn people off. I I think it was fun. It worked for the episode. And this series has always been a comedy. So within that, it actually works. So him and uh, the, the chemistry between him and Jennifer is actually works well for the episode. I mean, because it, it comes off as like they're not acting like he's never been a superhero. He has. And he's trying to show Jennifer the ropes. So it's kind of hard showing a Hulk the ropes because they're – damn near invulnerable so what are you gonna do really i mean nothing can well mostly nothing can hurt her so she's trying to do he's trying to do stuff the stealth way she's just like no nah, let's just go smash and i think that's hilarious and it works on so many levels he does get a semi-hallway scene <laughs> um one of the things about the daredevil shows on netflix well all of those shows on netflix the marvel shows on netflix was each show actually had like their version of the hallway scene from daredevil season one uh daredevil season two did it daredevil season three did it in the prison luke cage had his in season one iron fist had his in seasons one and two uh you know everybody has their own little take and spin on the hallway and this in this one he gets half a hallway scene but it works and it's Surprisingly done really well. I didn't know how they were going to do the action. And they did the action like it was in his show. So that actually worked to its benefit. Um, this episode actually ends in a in a way that I, I, I'm a little bit worried because of the simple fact that I don't know how they're going to end this. Um, they end it with her going to an award show. And that's when the intelligentsia people from a couple episodes ago start putting up stuff about her. You also get like, I guess Josh videotaped them, taped them, recorded them, getting it in. 
and she goes, she hulks out basically because she gets angry. So she hulks out. And the end of the episode, the episode ends with basically uh, law enforcement with guns drawn on her. I don't know what they think that's going to do, but whatever. So <laughs> I, I don't know where this is going to end up. Um, I know one prevailing theory is a, a, a Red Hulk is going to show up, but I'm like, they haven't shown Thunderbolt Ross in this at all. So I don't know if he's even in this, but who knows? All these episodes have been like between 30 and 35 minutes. So I don't know how you would bring in somebody brand spanking new. So it probably has to be somebody we already know as opposed to somebody brand new. But I have no idea. They're doing a good job with it because I have no idea. I wouldn't have done it that way personally. I've told y'all before, I think they should have an overarching uh, villain or something. But they just haven't done that because they've gone the sitcom format. So, hey, it is what it is. But I personally have been enjoying it. I thought this, this was probably their best episode hands down i think this was their best episode um overall so we'll see next week is the season finale so leave a comment and let me know what you guys think um are you looking forward to the season finale who you think is going to show up leave a comment and as always thank you guys for watching we do have the winging it podcast tonight at 7 p.m eastern standard time I meant to do a live stream yesterday of Metroid Dread on the one-year anniversary. I'll probably do that this afternoon sometime, and I'll probably do uh, Near Automata as well um, because I want to do uh, gameplay on that one as well. So uh, be on the lookout this afternoon um, for those two because I do plan on doing some live streaming today. So uh, once again, thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to come back tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace out, peoples.